0: GameZillaMedia.com
1: Video game makers believe that their products are starting to attract a whole new market.
0: The voice of the gaming
1: generation. The competition in this industry is so fierce, but we did manage to get a glimpse into the future. Real gaming opinions. The obvious question is, of course, how long will this smashing success last for video games? The last line of the in major gaming news. The GameZilla Podcast. Look, that comes one of them now.
2: Welcome to the Gamezilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grim the Dino. With me in the studios, I have Player One, Miggy,
0: and Butterboy. I mean, we're technically not in the studios yet, but um, yeah, yeah it's we're, a virtual, we're there with you in spirit. It's a
2: virtual studio. I'm like looking at your faces, and you know, I'm just in my. I'm taking my mindset and changing it that we're in the studio. Nah so i feel better about life
0: okay all right hey that's great Two, two, one so big group hug so let gonna me, you're gonna let me have
2: this player one nigga. you're gonna let me have it <laughs> <clears throat> anyways welcome to episode 351 of the games little podcast your elite free dlc for all your gaming entertainment and uh we want to thank always first our patrons
1: Yes, thank you so much to our patrons for supporting us. Patreon.com slash games of the media. You head over there. You give us your support. And we love you deep inside of our hearts. And we have perks for you. You can start your patronage as low as just $1 per month. I know you can afford sending us that bill with Washington's face on it. Just one per month. <laughs> and that, that, that gets you in at the base level, but the real goodness comes in at the exclusive content level. That's the $5 a month level where you'll get a bonus show from every podcast on the GameZilla Net, uh, Media Network. We'll give you a bonus show every single month available there for you, including, you know, we do the Must or Bust show. The Legend of Retro guys do the Game Shark, and uh, the... Man, I can't remember what the last action <laughs> one is. I ruined this. The cutting room floor, the the director's <laughs> chair... I don't know. I screwed it all up, but there's extra great, stuff, and, and you get extra stuff, and it's good. Um, and that's available for you, Patreon.com/slash/gamesilla media. Again, please support us. We appreciate it. Helps us keep the website up. It helps us keep uh, all of our streams and everything going and available for you for free, because uh, we know you need more fun stuff to listen to during the pandemic. And we're here for you, Patreon.com/slash/gamesilla media. All right. Post George credit King. scene. It's called the post credit scene, man. That baby. Bam. Old Bam. <laughs> I am all knowing. It just takes me a while to get there.
0: <laughs> they say butter never goes bad. Oh my it doesn't. goodness. Uh, it, anyway. doesn't mean it doesn't melt.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thank you. Patrons. Uh, we'll, we'll find someone that can do the plug better next week. I promise. <laughs> Bet you can't. <laughs> Anyways. Um, we're live on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash media every, every Monday night around 8 p.m. Eastern time. So make sure you're catching the show live. If you can't, then, of course, you can watch this show on YouTube, v on on uh, Video On Demand here on Twitch. And, of course, listening to the podcast everywhere the podcasts are distributed. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Just search Media. All right, we got some uh, some topics today. They are um, they're interesting topics. I, I was pretty happy with what uh, Butterboy and Player One Miggy brought to the table here, to the point where I was like, you know what, I'm not even sure that I have anything that I want to talk about because these two topics uh, seem pretty solid and could eat up most of the show. So I'm gonna go ahead and let uh, Butterboy take it away to start
1: this, and uh, we're gonna talk about uh, his topic first. Go ahead, Grim. You're right. I did bring the fire this week. I do have the hotness when it comes uh, to the the gaming news presses just filtering out those front page headlines, just ripping through them, and we grabbed one, and I was like, this is what I want to talk about because it involves a practice that is popular in the gaming world that is, like, popular almost nowhere else in commerce. (laughs) Like, people typically don't do this for most uh, other products. And I want to talk about pre-ordering the, the, the process of doing it. The reason people's do people's do it. And um, I know this is all spurred on because we found out earlier today that the upcoming looter shooter uh, that is being made by people can fly and published by square Enix is uh, called outrider. I kept calling it outlander. It's called outrider. And, uh, you know, it's sort of a it's a hyped game. It's going to be a full sixty dollar release. It's coming out April 1st. And I know there you know, there was a a demo or beta recently and there was maybe a little bit of overhype around it. Uh, I do agree with Grim on that one. People were really hyping it up. Uh, But it still looked interesting because I know a lot of people that are members of the GameZilla community have enjoyed a looter shooter uh, from time to time, specifically. Destiny, and uh, this one has Destiny, Gears of War kind of vibes because it is a third-person game. Well, We found out as Xbox players that we got the wonderful news that on release day, this is hitting Game Pass. And it was a little bit mind-blowing because it kind of came out of nowhere. Uh The studio is not an Xbox first party, and it, it just seems like, at least in my mind, it's been a while since a non- Xbox first party game has been thrust right into Game Pass day one. That's as this big of a release. Like we got uh, Cyber Shadow day one, but again, that was an independent game published by Yacht Club. So this being dropped for us has people sort of shook. I remember I texted our, our boy five mile Rick right away. I was like, dude, I hope you can get your pre order money back because this game's dropping for us day one. Before we get into talking about pre orders, um, a little bit more about Outriders that i found interesting so it's it's uh, developed by people can fly and they at one point in time were actually owned by epic games and when i was watching some of the footage for this it was reminding me of gears of war well they ported gears of war one to another platform they co-developed gears of war two and they were the co-developers on gears of war three and they were the developer i believe on gears of war judgment so I just wanted to put that out there as a little bit of information about the game that I didn't know prior to researching it for the show. Um, But before we talk about pre-ordering, you guys have uh, any excitement around this game? Now that we're all going to play it for the same monthly fee we play. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I was excited for Outriders,
2: you know, already. Um, I think some of our friends, you know, like Sci-Fi AJ and I have been talking about this game for what feels like I mean, the good, the good amount of the entire uh, quarantine, right. So over a year. And so I think, um, you know, there was some excitement around it because it is a loot shooter. That's not the next borderlands. It's not the next division. It's not next destiny. It's something new. And so there was a little bit of hope around that. And then obviously the clips that we had seen looked cool. And then the demo hit and people really seemed to enjoy the demo. So, um yeah i think i I mean i'm excited that it's coming to game pass i think it's crazy in this must i feel like this was a a late deal right like there, there was really no talk about this until just just now and so for this game to be coming out so soon and all of a sudden just this news break about game pass it just really feels like maybe they were working on it and they were just trying to get to that point where it was a done deal so that they could announce it but uh I mean, it's a really good move for again for Xbox. It's another great move for Game Pass. And it's just this is that type of stuff that here's a game that's not exclusive. That's not and you know, you can play it pretty much anywhere yet. We're all sitting here canceling, canceling our orders and doing these things and, and basically shifting around because we have Game Pass. And now we can play this game included in our, our, our service that we already have.
1: If, yeah. you're a, if you're a Sony player, are you kind of pissed right now?
0: <laughs> I, I <laughs> like, would be, like, yeah. <laughs> like Absolutely. If, you,
1: if, you were gonna, if you're buying this on PlayStation and you look over at all your friends that have an Xbox who are just like, <laughs> I'm just going to play this as part of my subscription. If I were a Sony fan, I'd be irritated about it right now.
2: The only question I have around this one is that... We're so used to Game Pass and, and a lot of the stuff that we enjoy on Game Pass might be first party so we don't ex- it never disappears but third party stuff does does cycle you know there there is a yep. t- you know time limit if the developer wishes there to be so is this like this is a could be a double edged sword in the sense that if it does if it is a successful game and they're going to give us 3 months to be able to play it and then all of a sudden everybody that's playing on Game Pass is going to be required to buy it in order to keep playing it I could also see that upsetting, you know, ruffling some feathers here. Now, again, how Xbox should do it is if that was to happen, you should get because your game pass and because your Xbox Live or what, you know, uh, Xbox Gold or whatever uh, members, you should get a discount or something like that. Right. But still, um, if it stays on there, then great. But if it does cycle off and and there is a player base that maintains on this game for long term, that could be a little bit of of a mess. Yeah,
1: but so I would have only f- do that
0: too. Oh yeah, go ahead, Miggy. I was say I think they typically do that too when you buy a um a uh w- well, if you want to purchase a game that's on Game Pass, they give it to you for a small percentage off.
1: Yeah, there's usually some sort of 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 uh, discount. So that's yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. But if this would have happened at launch for Destiny 2, it would have saved me some money because I played all of the Destiny 2 I needed to play in the first three months. And if it would have went off a of service, I'd be like, I guess I'll never play it again. That's fine. So if that were to happen with Outriders, if I can get through the main story, because, again, some of the reviews were saying this is supposed to be a slightly more, uh, it's supposed to be a better uh, single player experience than maybe some other loot shooters. So if I could if I could get through it in three months and just have played what I need to play, and then after that, if I ever want to buy it again, I can. I'd be fine with that. But again, it's a win for Xbox players, and I think it would be an I- irritation for anyone else. Now we know this is coming to Xbox consoles. Do we know if this is going to be playable on PC for Xbox players? It is not. Okay. Yeah. So yeah,
2: that that's been confirmed. Is that it's coming to Game Pass for the console, but it will not be coming to Game Pass for PC. Uh, that'll be strictly. Uh, I'm not sure if it's a Steam
1: or an Epic Game Store or both. I'm not sure. Cool. So th- this this sparked this whole thought and this conversation in our group chat today that we want to talk about pre-orders because in 2021, we're now in the pandemic era. It's become more uh, obvious that pre-orders are pretty much pointless now. You know, the whole point of doing a pre-order back in the day was to assure that you received a copy of the game on its release date or within its release window. Like whenever you can make it to the store to get it. But the problem is that's not a problem anymore. If I were to go to a GameStop, Best Buy, Target, wherever I want to purchase a physical game, if I were to walk into that store and maybe I go to all three of them and all three of them are sold out, I can still go home click download and for the same amount of money be playing that game that day like there's there's not a finite amount of software copies anymore because we have digital distribution readily available on all of our gaming systems so there's no way you could be locked out of enjoying a game on release day like there was 10 years ago, 15 years ago, where, you know, this wasn't an option. If you couldn't get your physical copy day one, well, then you were waiting maybe a week or two weeks for the store to restock. So there was a different necessity between, you know, for the reason to go in, put your money down and reserve your copy. Now, obviously, hardware pre-orders are still a very important thing in the gaming industry, but they can't get it right. We saw what happened with with PlayStation orders and pre-orders and trying to do these lobbies, and it's been a nightmare. And in the digital age, retail stores haven't figured out an appropriate way to do that. So pre-ordering in general just has like a nasty taste in everyone's mouth, and... I think pre-orders now nowadays the only pre-order that matters is is something with supply and
2: demand. So a limited edition, uh, a mm-hmm. hot console, you know, this special controllers, whatever it is, pre-order matters all of a sudden. And the problem is is that we can't seem to figure out how to. Beat the whole bot situation, right? Beat beat the situation where people can set stuff up to buy things faster than a human can and just then go and sell it on the secondary market. So... Pre-orders to me are almost yeah, they're they're useless. As far as pre-orders and and in, in, in the scheme that you talked about, where it's like, hey, there was no digital market, so I either got a copy or I didn't, and then I fell behind, and then I never I just decided never to experience that game because I was already a week late. Um, yeah, that's very true. And as that evolved and digital stuff did it did start to happen, what we did see was an old an old system kind of become reborn where it's like, right. But if you pre-order it from this group, we give you a soundtrack. And if you pre-order from that group, you get this extra skin. And if you go over here, you get this cosmetic for a gun, you know, and we're even seeing it bundled now. Like they just announced new joy cons, Fortnite joy cons coming out in June. Right. It's like, well, if you, if you pre-order though, if you get a hold of those, then you also get digital digital goods in Fortnite that you can't get any other way. You know, so they're they're trying different things to create excitement around product, but also to push the, the, the pre-order concept, you know, locking things in. The issue is, is that if you look something like that, if that Fortnite bundle does end up being popular... Um, They'll be sold out before myself, Miggy, or even, or even Butterboy could even put one in their cart and, and check out if they want. And then they've made it, they've made our lives even harder to check out on something when a bot just processes it and buys 30 of them in the time that I can't even get through one, because now I have to do all these verification codes. They get emailed to me. They got to lock in to, to prove that I'm human. And yet somehow they're still sold out. So there's yeah, I think in from the gaming side of things, they realize that, and that's why we're seeing more and more of these like unique controllers, unique uh steel cases, unique things that are tied to a uh, physical product that is really the only thing left for pre-orders
0: to to have an impact on. Yeah. I oh no, I'm yeah, I'm 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 I'm, I'm sitting here thinking. And uh, I mean, yeah, there I mean, there really is no point in pre-ordering, like you guys are saying. But there, I, I've become selective on games that I'm even going to purchase nowadays, especially with the way, you know, the industry has been going with certain companies. But um, I can't think of the last game that I pre-ordered that I well pre-ordered cyberpunk. We all know how that went before that was Final Fantasy seven. Uh, and I pre-ordered when I found out about it because, uh, you know, I tend to, you know, not keep up with games when they are come out. But um, pre-ordered at Best Buy um, and on release day, it was shipped to my house and bam had it right there um and it was like oh yeah that's right it came out but i mean only time i'm really pre-ordering games is if it's a game that i've done research on that i followed up on and that i am personally hype about that i'm definitely going to stream it i'm definitely want to play it but it's not like every game that comes out uh it's, i'm gonna get it um no super mario 3d world that one i pre-ordered and got but so yeah i mean, yeah, like, you know I mean?
2: If, for me that doesn't even matter like super mario 3d world i just i just got a copy of it and i just got a copy mm-hmm. of uh, paper mario color splash or whatever Mm -hmm. on mario day so i didn't even pay you know i didn't pay full price for it like so for me the whole point of of pre-order has to be again it has to be like that that limited run style that signature theory style style you know something special about it otherwise i just like for me it's like well I'll just get a copy when I get a copy, you know. Like I didn't even pre-order what was it, the Super Super All Stars uh, Mario three D World or whatever the hell mm-hmm. they called the the triple mm-hmm. pack. I just went on Best Buy and bought a copy when it came out. Like there's no there's no pre-orders are dead and 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 for companies I think Dork and the Ninjas in in the chat referenced it for for companies to think that pre-orders equal sales and 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 create an expectation of what you know what the what the company can expect it's like it it maybe not like it used to you know you used to be able to sit there and look i think i talked about it in one of my throwback thursday um um TikTok posts here recently is that like um ocarina of time for the nintendo 64 as an example right before digital stores existed the day that that game was was available to pre-order, it tripled the amount of pre-orders of any game ever before it. Like, that that tells, that gives you analytics and tells you something. You know, nowadays, you don't get that same view on things. Yeah, you might get, you know, I don't know, a bunch of pre-orders, but it doesn't give you the grand scheme of, like, you know everyone's going to come pick this pre-order up, because it's as simple as, I don't feel good today. Uh, Call of Duty comes out. I had it pre-ordered over here. Screw it. I'm going to download a digital. I'll get my 5 bucks back later, you know, w- whenever I end up in inside GameStop, you know, the next time. Hell, I got $5 pre-orders in the GameStop system. That I can't even tell you what they were tied to anymore. <laughs> it's been so long because I never picked the games up. And every time I do end up doing something like, well, it hasn't been a while because of COVID, but every time I was in the store, they're like, Man, you know you got you got, you know, Power Ranger Funko Pops that were pre-ordered from 3 years ago. You got like 15 bucks here. What do you want to put it on? I'm like, I don't know. I don't I don't care like throw it on whatever I'm buying today. I don't need it thrown on pre-orders. So, yeah, I it, it it doesn't do a whole lot for me anymore besides the fact that I'm really glad I was able to pre-order a PS5 and an Xbox Series X because we see right now no one can get them. You literally can't get them. Even when the when the drops happen, if you're on top of it and you and you jump to Best Buy or you jump to these stores that have them and you try to react, sometimes it just is. It still is impossible. You have to get. There has to be luck involved. And um, I'm just glad I didn't have to deal with that because. And that's the one thing I can say
1: recently that pre-orders protected me from. So another thing I noted here is so. companies have been trying to come up with ways to incentivize pre-ordering or making their, their software stand out as something that you would want to prepay for to enjoy perks leading up to the release day. And the problem is as across the industry, it's confusing. Like EA has their own, their own timelines and releases in the way they do it. And 2k does and Ubisoft does like those are the companies that stood out my mind that have more convoluted tier systems of pre-ordering and, pre-release dates and download dates and it's it it would just be nice if the industry would create a clear generalization of a map like hey okay you you want to digitally pre-order a video game well guess what you are going to play the game a week early like we just know that's how it's going to work or something you know if there was like a soft date like that would incentive incentivize people to actually do it um but I was trying to think of some ideas of different perks and different things that the gaming industry could do to incentivize people. Like they're already doing, like if you pre-order you get these skins or something like that, but it would be cool to have like actual cool, rare items, not necessarily uh game play, you know, we don't need it to be a pre-order to win sort of situation, but like, Gun cosmetics to me, like Borderlands gave me like guns cosmetics. I was like, these are dumb. Like, I don't care what my guns look like, but like really cool character skins, like actually unique ones. That that's the only way you're ever gonna get them is by pre-ordering the game. Things like that could make a difference. One of the things that I thought about, um, I'd like to know what you guys are think about this is if you pre-order the game, if it's a game like Call of Duty that does have like a battle pass system, you do, you do a pre-order, you get the first battle pass for the first season. Like, wouldn't that incentivize people to spend the money early, knowing that it's going to save them ten bucks down the road? Yeah, and they did something. They did something
2: kind of like that with uh, with uh, Cold War here, which it, and it wasn't necessarily pre order. It was there was a different version. It was like a deluxe version of the game, and because you bought the deluxe version, the, the game pass was included, right? And so. Mm-hmm. You but you, but you could explore the other angle of that is that hey you know maybe you know maybe people don't care about the deluxe version as much as we thought and instead we just worry about the, we worry about our sixty dollar version and with it you know if you're if you're pre-ordering it then you get the battle pass for the first season yeah. and so like yeah I mean I something like that could be interesting because then then how many people start to explore battle pass that maybe never has bought a, into the battle pass. Um, you know, that, and, and how many and then what's the percentage that you convert into that next season paying for it? You know, so I think that's a good example. I think Samsung has actually done an interesting job back in the in, back in the day. And they continue to they've done it a couple times now, I believe, with Fortnite. They have a good relationship with Epic. And so when you buy their phone, you and you play Fortnite, you get something that you can't get any other way. To the point where it is a very, very rare. It might be as simple as an emote, but it's extremely rare. And so, like, people that are fans of the game, you know, that is something that's cool. And, and when you see, like, think of the game of Fortnite, and you go in, and you're like, yeah, I love, you know, Black Knight, or I love the John Wick skin, or I love whatever. And it's like, yeah, they're cool. And when you see them, um, they're not the most common thing. I mean, I wouldn't call them ultra-rare at this point, but but they're still uncommon, and it's cool when you see them. But um, Samsung's done something like that where it's like, hey, buy our phone, you get access to, you know, this emote, this skin, this glider, or whatever, right? And now, Joy-con, now, now Nintendo's jumping on board with these Joy-Cons and giving you a glider and harvesting tool and some V-Bucks. And so, I don't know, like, you know, the problem with pre-orders right now is that there is no exclusivity to them. I think I think if I think what companies really need to start thinking and I, and, and I don't know how you fix this from like uh, a, a collaboration with say let's just use GameStop and um, and epic games, right? Let's just use those two. And so GameStop wants to sell as many co- well epic games is a bad example. let's use Square Enix without writers. Um, GameStop wants to sell as many copies of the game as they can as they can get their hands on. Right. That's, that's the whole point. Let's just sell as many cops as we can make as much money as we can. Uh, You know, outriders needs to sit there and say, well, if we want to make pre-orders matter, then we should have a limited amount, a percentage of, of our sales are, are available for pre-order. And then, and then we cut it off. Right. You have to make it like, you have to make me feel like there's a chance that I won't get a pre-order. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be extremely difficult, but I feel like if you could, if you could build something and say, "Hey, you get these perks, like like the battle pass," but only the but only ten percent of our of our, you know, our f- inventory is going to be available for pre order. I'm going to be more inclined to get the pre order in. Yeah. Instead of waiting absolutely. the di- you know, instead of me going coming in the day before it comes out, strolling into engaged, I'd be like, um, yeah, can I still put my pre order in? Like, cause that's what happens, right? Or like the day of the launch, be like, um, I know I didn't pre order it, but can I can I get the game and can you give me the pre order perks? And like the answer, like that needs to just be no. Right. Mm-hmm. And if it's a poster or whatever, and again, we're going to about GameStop and you have eight million of them that you're about to chuck into a garbage can anyways because you couldn't give them away. Whatever. You give them a poster, you know, because you're being a good customer or they're being cool. You're, they're a customer. And you're being good, cust- giving good customer service. But, you know, from the developer standpoint to the sales standpoint, I don't care if it's from Square Enix and, and, and uh, Outriders to Sony, you know, you, you need and, and, and the digital market, you need to create some sort of supply and demand because we feel right now that like you just said i don't care if i pre-order or not because when when the time comes where i want to play that game i just boot up my system i hop over here and i purchase it digitally you know and i don't feel like i missed out on anything for the most part and so if you can create some of that feel of like well i want to i want in on the ground floor pre-order get all the perks you know then you know i think i think that makes the pre-order world a little bit a little bit better than it is currently
1: yeah i know one of the things i thought about that would be cool is honestly uh, behind the scenes developer updates that are only available uh either you know you're you're getting an email to a one-time watch link or something like that like hey this is a development uh vlog that we're recording for all of our pre-order people to update <laughs> hey, this is some behind-the-scenes stuff. Here's some interviews that you're only going to get through this email. Again, in the modern digital age, obviously that's going to end up on the internet super fast, but they could try to do different things like that. And also that stuff that they could work in, uh, digital perks, uh, behind-the-scenes footage, making of game footage into digital copies. Once you pre-order, there could just be a section, you know, like uh, games have like collectibles and video packages and stuff like that. I would totally watch like documentary or shorts of like the game development. Cause I'm, I love the behind the scenes stuff. So personally me getting that sort of stuff that I could launch in the game and view. If it as a pre-order perk is something I would take advantage of. Is it enough to make me pre-order a game? I wasn't going to pre-order. No, that one specifically wouldn't do it, but those are ideas that I feel like developers don't do that. They could do.
0: Yeah. I think. Some l- they, I'm, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, let say, see, I'd be more inclined to something like physical, uh when it comes to pre-ordering things like like um again Final Fantasy 7 of course it ran out like like within hours but when they had that super ultra like collector's edition that came with I believe Cloud on his uh on his bike um uh, something like that like give me something I can like display um well, you know yeah. that's that's what I want something tangible. Somebody put my hands on digital stuff. I, you know what, I get digital stuff in the cards in in the game because I still haven't uh like uh, redeemed. I've got PS3 games where I've played the game all the way through, haven't redeemed the digital cards. I, I, I could care less for something digital.
2: Yeah, and that's what we're saying. That's the problem. I don't think. Yep. You know, there's not a problem with physical. You know, like. You know, I wanted the Legend of Zelda Joy-Cons. Didn't get them. Now I'm upset. You know, like, I, you know, I, I'm curious about the Fortnite Joy-Cons. Worried that I'm not going to get them. So now I'm like, now I'm like paying attention to the pre-order, you know? And so that part of it doesn't, doesn't, the, that part of the market is fine. But when it comes to games... You know, we get the God of Wars and the Horizon Zero Dawns and the Gears of War and all those those big games generally get some form of statue or cool item that you can get in Ultimate Edition or Collector's Edition, whatever they end up calling it. And so, you know, but not every company can can pull that off, right? Like we just saw Hades, we just saw Hades get a physical release, right? And so like um would I have loved like like a an amazing collector's edition with statues and all sorts of stuff like that sure but you know I don't know what the what the uh logistics of that are for a smaller indie company that you know isn't Square Enix so um you know what can they get away with and how can they do things you know something I thought about that um I've never seen in a game but yet they but the, yet these publishers these developers all have this platform in in place because I'm I'm part of a lot of their servers and that's discord. So something that would be easy for some people that actually would care about it is where's the VIP platform access into your server? You know, you tell us all to join your discord and then we get thrown into this, this discord that has a million people in it and all of our comments just get buried the second that we hit send. So where is that, hey, you know what, if you pre-order it, you get you get a VIP tag that gives you access to a higher tier within our Discord server. You get, you know, you get access to a monthly, you know, you think of like what you know, some of these companies like Sea of Thieves and Forza and them are doing where they, they have their monthly kind of like streams where they they talk about the changes coming to the game. Well, where's the where's that private Discord channel that maybe once a month they the the people that paid that extra money can give their input and then possibly when that show's created you can just like we do here you can influence the show you can influence some of the thought of the developers you know like yes they pull from their fan base and they and you know i i truly believe most companies try to listen to their fan base to keep their game growing the way that the players want it to grow but you know, at the same time, if you're if you make me feel just a little bit special, like that's a that's a win for you, mm-hmm. because most of the time when I go and I look at a company, you know, like a Square Enix, I feel like an ant. So if you can make me where I feel like I have a little bit more. Just something that's a win. And so, I, you know, it's something that I would be interested to see, especially since some of these companies really are trying to leverage those platforms to gain information from us, really, you know, they're trying to gather our, our thoughts and feelings on things. That's why they want us in those, in
1: those communities. So I don't know, just an idea. So before, before we move on, before we're, we're done with this, obviously this conversation was sparked around Outriders two weeks before release, uh, find out it's coming to game pass. So if you pre-ordered it, you know, you're in a tizzy trying to get your refund or whatever. And I want to know what is the most disappointing pre-order you guys have ever done. And so I'll start by saying I pre-ordered fire pro wrestling for the PlayStation (laughs) four. And the game is awesome. I knew it was going to be awesome. I've loved the fire pro series for 20 years. And, but the thing was the pre-order was like, yeah, you get this. Uh, pre-order edition book that comes with it and you know it was going to have like you know information about all the like wrestlers from the New Japan Pro Wrestling roster and and all that like it was it, it was like a book that I was getting like this is going to be super cool and i get it and i get the package and i'm like what like where where's where's my book no nah, it was the booklet like the little insert in the in the game case and i was like well this sucks like i thought i was getting like Oh, actual book that would come with my pre order. It was like a, it was like a twelve page booklet, if that, with featuring like the ten most popular wrestlers in Japan. Wow. I'm like, oh, I mean, again, the game's dope. Love the game. Still go back from it uh, to it from time to time. So it wasn't disappointing as a piece of software I pre ordered, but the perk definitely let me down because I thought I was getting a cool pre order bonus that I did not get. Cyberpunk. Oh, also, you guys can't talk about Cyberpunk being a disappointing pre-order. Not, I did. I not, did not, not, yeah. I mean, mine, not acceptable. I, I can't even be that
2: disappointed because I mean, the only I didn't really pre-order mine normal. I pre-ordered mine with a system, you know. So like the system was still cool. Um, no, mine probably as far as like recent, like semi recent pre-orders. I I would definitely go back to No Man's Sky. So I pre-ordered the, and I there was multiple versions of No Man's Sky, but I pre-ordered the one that came in like a deluxe box and it came with like an art book and, and uh, it was supposed to come with like a, I don't even remember, it was like a little ship or something. And the little ship looked like, have you ever seen what micro machines look like today? Yeah, yeah, they're like molded out of plastic, and they're painted by like you know a robot that, and and the robot doesn't have any sensors on it, so the second it becomes uncalibrated, it just paints whatever, wherever. Um, This was that. Uh, versus, like, micro-machines back in the day where they were made out of metal and, like, actually looked like, you know, something. So for me, I don't know, I I got this, and the game was already concerning because I got early access to the game, and I was like, oh, man, but day one patch will fix it, and everything will fix it, don't worry. So then I, I pay... This this premium for this extra, you know, big box for the PS4 and I get it and I patch it and I load it in and I go, nope, it's the same game that I've been playing for two weeks. So, um, you know what? Uh, Yeah, this sucks. And then on top of it, all the stuff that was inside the box is still in the box and the box isn't even on my game shelf behind me because I just don't even care. It's like down in the basement or something. So, uh, yeah, I think No Man's Sky would
0: probably be would be my pick. My pick, and it was recently brought up from another community that I'm that I'm in, um, was Anarchy Reigns for the Xbox 360. Um, it featured um, I forgot the main character's name from uh, Mad World, uh, voiced by Stephen Blum uh, sure, for the sure, yeah. Win Nintendo Wii. Um, now, that game was cool. The game was cool. It had the, it, was, it had the black and white aesthetic and red whenever there was blood. I, I love the game. And uh, when I saw he was going to be making a return in the next game, uh, Anarchy Reigns, I was like, okay, so expect more of that. When I sat down to play it day one, I was like, what is this? What is this? Number one, I didn't get any collectibles cuz I did pre-order. There was no collectibles. It was all, it was just straight digital uh extra costumes, uh extra character. I think it was Bayonetta extra character if I'm not mistaken. Um but just the game was horrible. I played the first mission and uh what year is it now? 2021. So I haven't been back to play it. It is it's, it's that bad and that's Damn. when I <laughs> that's when I should have known like never pre-order games again, but yeah, yeah, that was I, my most disappointing game ever. And I still have it on my shelf to this day. My, my shame.
2: I think I've just gotten, you know, a little bit wiser as, as I've been burned time and time again, as a gamer, where there's just times where I look at something and I go, you don't deserve my pre-order. You know, I, I'm going to wait this out. Like, uh, you know, a great example would be Anthem right mm. that's that's a game that was BioWare, that was that was so hyped that was so ready and it was so this and so that and then you know here we are uh we were waiting for anthem 2.0 to basically re- to fix the game and and now they're like yeah you know what we give up we're done game over <laughs> so i mean like you know it's stuff like that that i just i look at it, i go i don't even care what collectibles you would have gave me like it's just you know it doesn't it, it never deserved my pre-order I, in my opinion anybody and, and people are going to disagree with me, but anybody that pre-ordered Cyberpunk should feel the same way. They didn't deserve your pre-order. The game wasn't delivered properly. The game wasn't ready. It's still not ready. You know, um, they don't. They didn't deserve the sales that they received.
1: No doubt. So uh, I'd love to have a conversation in our Discord. Uh, feel free to hop into the Gamezilla channel in the Gamezilla Media Discord, and please share your stories of what your most disappointing pre-orders. Are. We'd love to have a laugh with you on those ones, and of course, uh, you can get at us. uh You know, hit, hit us up on on all our social media and such. But the Discord—that's where it's happening. That's where we want to know. And that is what I think about pre-orders and why they're dead. Miggy, you are up, sir.
0: Well, and hey, we touched on it a bit in, uh, in 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 this uh, section with uh with Butter Boy, but um, I was just thinking um when the new consoles dropped when we got the announcements for them i was super hyped like i was jumping back and forth between i want a ps5 i got to get a ps5 then i was like, oh i got to get an xbox i got to get an xbox and when they became hard to get like i would constantly go back and check couldn't get them couldn't get, them. Couldn't get my hands on them and like the months went by i purchased a nintendo switch light um i was content with that then i had people from the community shout out to you all uh DM me saying hey hey there's going to be a drop of this system here uh you know going to be dropping this system this date oh you still interested and then I just like at first I was like yeah yeah and then I missed out on them people still messaging me and I just kind of got to the point where like you know I don't care anymore um you know to, to I'll get one when I get one there's really no point in getting jumping On getting a new next gen console this early because there's really nothing out that you have to play. I mean, other than I mean, hear a lot of people say, "Uh, uh, Dead Souls" or "Demon Souls." Um, you know, is must play, but that's it's a remake. You know, um, like I want like something that I have to, or not a remake, but a re uh, remaster. No, I just my
2: face was the fact that you have to play that game. (laughs) I I, (laughs) I don't think that's true. And that's what maybe a loving. Souls fan, it is, but not, not right. in general. This isn't a, this isn't a uh, you know a Mario game a re- or something. Or
1: right, a remake in general should not be a system seller. I'm sorry. It,
0: it depends. It de- I mean, name one that's a system a, seller. No, I'm just saying it depends on what, what game it is. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Well, like, that's, a, that's how they so broad it.
2: though. We just literally like, said a remake, a remake sh- is in the system seller. And then you're like, it depends on the game. It's like, well, right. If it, if they remake Ocarina of time using the breath of the wild engine and drop it for the switch, you know, the next, the next Nintendo game system, then yeah, I mean,
0: that, that'll that sell that. I'll buy one, but yeah, like, something like that or like the uh like the Final Fantasy 7 like remake that made me switch and say that I want a, a PS5 first for that but that's just me speaking from my personal opinion I mean you know cuz I know I know well Deadites not I mean uh, Butterboy's not the uh Final Fantasy guy
2: yeah but back when Final Fantasy 7 was announced we had no idea when the PS5 was like the PS5 literally just got optimized we're we're in right. March the system right. came out in November. That's so you wouldn't have bought a PS Five in November to play the PS Four game that had no optimization.
0: I'm saying if, I'm saying like based off of like what we just like what we just saw like the, um, what was it that st- state of play? Like, right. I'm just I'm just saying that made me, that converted me over to getting a PS Five. That's what I'm, what I'm saying. I mean, if you're talking about launch titles, is that if if that's what you're referring no, to? No, yeah, you have me confused
2: because you said that I'm going to wait because there's no point to buy one at launch. And then you brought this up. So that's why why I think we got into this. But if you're talking about the state of play and buying a PS5 now, sure. I mean, that would influence
0: your decision. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is originally, so originally there was uh, from everything that I saw up until before, before now, like it's it's still it's still no point in like really getting on right now because there's no there's no must play titles because I can still play Final Fantasy 7 on the PS4. OK, we, we can establish that I can still play on PS4, played it, loved it. But if they had like the hot like the hot game, like if they had waited to drop uh, Final Fantasy 7, like, you know, as exclusively on PS5, oh, then it would be. Yeah, it would be like, oh, yeah, I got to get it. I, I got to get it. But that's what I'm saying. I'm just speaking for personal, like seeing that made me flip, seeing that just pass. It was it was a footnote. Just seeing it pass made me flip from wanting a PS uh, Xbox one first to getting a PS five. So it was you taking just a, arguably one
2: of the greatest games ever made and making it a remake would make you buy a new system. I think that is probably pretty good assumption. Right, right. Well, but that, Demon that Souls one. is not a system seller, which is the whole point no. I'm making. That's the whole no, point I'm making. You, you're comparing. You just used Final <laughs> Fantasy VII versus Demon Souls remake for the PS5, and I just, I, for me personally, like, for, from someone that doesn't really care about either game, I'd take Final Fantasy VII hundred times over Demon
0: Souls. As far oh, as oh yeah, remake. I would too. People were telling me that. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Whenever I bring it up, people are saying, "Oh, Demon Souls is, is a seller." I, they all I, own, I they dream. all
2: own PS5s and they have nothing to play, so that's why they all bought. Real. That's why they're like, "Cool, well, Demon Souls is really good because I don't know what else to play with my PS5. <laughs> I own a PS5. You want to know what I play on it? Nothing. <laughs> there you go.
1: <laughs> it's because you you're sleeping on bug snacks.
2: No, I'm not. <laughs>
1: It's on Bugsnax is is installed on my PS5.
2: Bugsnax Bugsnax is installed on my PS5. I still don't play anything. Godfall Godfall is owned by me. I still don't play my PS5. So I I basically, what I'm getting at is I agree with Miggy. There ain't shit to play on, on your current systems that are like, oh, I absolutely need a PS5. Oh, I absolutely need an Xbox Series X. No, you don't. If you have the pre if you have a PS4 and an Xbox One, you don't. Yeah. Unless well, fellas, you want a better I've... frame rate and faster loading times, you go absolutely don't need it.
0: Right. my like, fellas, I've bought two Nintendo Switches in, in, in this time and I am content and like I can't even I can't like my hype has gone down, and what I'm wondering is for the people that don't have the next gen consoles that want one. Like, are are they still hyped to get one? Do they still like? Are they still have that excitement? Like, I can't wait to get one. I need to get one. Or has their excitement kind of tempered out? You know, because yeah, yeah. For me, I'm just uh, I'm in Nintendo land, and I'm I'm more interested. You know, for the Switch Pro, which is probably going to be impossible to get come the end of the year, but.
1: I think that there's a lot of people out there that maybe uh, we would consider the the more casual market for gamers that have that that they're 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 very stuck in the cycle of FOMO. They they're they feel like they're missing out on something because they don't know that they're actually not missing out on anything. <laughs> well, that's uh, it. Yeah. So the people that are scrambling, I need a PS5 and need a PS5, it's like, "Well, why do you need a PS5?" A oh, of- well, you know, got, got to play Astros playroom. Like, no, you don't actually, yeah. you're going to be okay. Uh, you know, Fortnite, call of duty. They all play on your old system. Like, like it's going to be okay. So I think there is like that hype train, that's still just running through the public. I do think is just people feel like they need to get the next thing because it exists in a, because it's here. I, I think if you ask most people, they're not going to give you, uh, a lot in the way of software or a lot of experience. There's no one sitting there like, dude, I need that ray tracing. I just absolutely need it because of those people that need a ray tracing. Guess what? They have a computer like Grim's got, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like they have a gaming PC if they need that ray tracing. There's not your average Sony fan like, oh, shit, I need it so bad. So I so I do. I think that's what it is currently. It's FOMO because there aren't. Software is on either side. You know, I know we're really focusing on PlayStation 5 because there's nothing to talk about when it comes to software for the series systems like the medium. I'm sorry. I didn't download it. Like there's been like nothing that's come out since November. That's an exclusive to the platform that, that moves the needle. So it's completely irrelevant. So. See,
2: I'd actually argue it's a complete opposite. I think with the purchase of Bethesda and what what and what Microsoft is doing with all of their back library actually running better. You know, like, I mean, if I can actually run an original Xbox or a 360 game on my Series X in a way that, like, it can't be run. Like, I mean, there's value wise and stuff like that. Yeah, I think the Series X actually has has an upper hand. I want to run keyboard and mouse. I want to play, you know, Fortnite on, you know, at 120 performance. I want to, you know, play Warzone at 120 performance, but I can't on the PS5. You know, like things like that that do create separation. But yeah, the game's playable on both sides. The question then comes into play is like, right? But do I have an original Xbox that works? Do I have a 360 that's not a ring, Red Ring of Death? Do I have these things? We're not talking about PS4 and Xbox One when it comes to the Series X, because we're talking about you know the the Xbox 1, the Xbox 360, the original Xbox and all of that being playable day 1 on the Series X. So there's more value there, but bottom line the the hype of this seri- we we talked about this before the systems came out is that people aren't going to realize why these systems are better. There, there, there's not the graphic jump, there's not the the launch titles, there's not the any and there's nothing That really pushes these systems to go and show someone that's not tech savvy, that's not a hardcore gamer to realize, oh, yeah, I need to drop 500 bucks on this box right now. What it turns in is to FOMO, which is the world we live in. Why do you need the new iPhone every every 12 months? Why do you need the new Samsung phone every 12 months? You know, like that's just the world we live in. You have a per- perfectly functioning phone, but you got and you haven't even paid it off yet. But you got to take a loss on that phone just so you can get the new phone, just so that you could hold it in your hand and say, "I got it." And then you don't even utilize the additional power. I mean, we have an Asus, uh, whatever phone five they're calling it, that has 18 gigs of RAM. Tell me one app, one mobile application that's going to be able to utilize 18 gigs of RAM. OK, like that's <laughs> that's what I mean is it's all hype. It's all words and marketing. And it, it basically brainwashes people into thinking, oh, I got to get it. I got to get it right now. Oh, damn. Johnny's got it. I need it. I need it. He has it. I, I got to be as cool as he is. Like, that's what it is. It's the same thing that Apple's been living off of since since Steve Jobs died. R.I.P. Hmm. Oh, oh, wait, <laughs> hold on. My product Uh-oh. isn't as shiny as yours. I need it to be shinier. Wait, you have you have more, you know, you, your, your screens brighter. I need that. Oh, your camera has uh, 17 cam- lenses on the back of it. I need that. I only use one, but I need that so that you see that I have 17 lenses on my camera. Hey, there are things there are things on my pixel that I guarantee you I have never used since the day I bought it. But yet when pixel then I have a pixel 4 XL when the pixel five announcement came along, you best believe I was there at the at the conference watching every single second being like, what is that one thing they're going to say that's going to make me go, yep, I got to get it. And like, honestly, for a second there, it was. Now you can share your battery and charge things off your phone by just sitting them on your phone. And I was like, I have Pixel Buds. Tell me more. I can sit my <laughs> Pixel Buds on my phone and they'll charge. And then, then I slap myself a few times. I was like, you're being stupid. You don't need this phone. It's actually worse than your phone. Back off. You know, and it's, it's one of the first times I've been able to do that when it comes to Pixel devices. But um, that's the world we live in, man. I mean, that's why you can't get a PS5 and an Xbox right now. It's because the second they're in stock, people go, oh, yeah, I'm going to get
0: one so I can play my old games on it because there is nothing new that matters. Yeah, um, and and your guys' opinion to go along with that. Do you think that um, Sony and Microsoft should have waited till about what this year to to drop the new consoles? No, I don't think it makes any difference. Okay,
2: this this, this hype is it, this is the hype. I mean, yeah, sure, we had quarantine and stuff, but like, we all we all knew this that anytime first of all playstation is is playstation anytime they drop a product it's it's fire like people just they need it right it's it's a it's a it's a life brand for god's sakes so uh and, you know xbox has has tr- started to trend that way but playstation's been around longer and it's just they've done it more so i don't think releasing it now when we still have a silicon shortage and we still have these issues would have made any difference if anything releasing it now versus when they did It could have been worse. I mean, unless you're talking like if you're saying stock, you know, manufacturing from when they were and just stockpiling until now so that you had a bigger stockpile to dump. I don't know if that would have helped at all or made things worse instead of releasing in chunks, you know, so. That's that's hard to tell. I don't know, because if there was the, the only problem is you go and dump a bigger, a bigger pile of inventory and there's a loophole involved. That loophole gets used, you know, more on the inventory where smaller, you know, your smaller launch window got bought up by bots. That next window, you know, you tried to protect it a little bit more. The following window, you tried to protect it a little bit more. So, I mean, like, I don't know. It's tough, man. This, this world right now when it comes to uh, to tech for the PS5s, the, the Xbox Series X, um, obviously GPUs in general for PCs, like, uh, it's just not a not a fun time. If you're look, if you're somebody that's just trying to enjoy gaming, you know, like you're not crypto mining, you're not trying to resell. You're just, you're just someone that wants to play games at a new level and you can't even do it. That sucks. Well, yeah, I I think FOMO is a great answer to this question. I think hype is, is very, um, I think this generation is one of the most clouded generations of gaming when it comes to the fact of why am I spending this money? (laughs) Like, why am I actually spending this money? You know, uh, I know the the group, the guys here on this show and a lot of people in our community, they know why, you know, they're like, well, I want 120 frames when I play Modern Warfare. Like, okay, cool. You know why, you know, you Mm -hmm. have an exact reason why you want to upgrade. But, you know, I think um, when we talk about just the standard consumer, you know, the the average consumer, it's very cloudy as to why. Mm -hmm. And I think these systems feel like a facelift more than a next gen in the sense when it comes to that conversation and that's on Microsoft and Sony for just not being able to create the, create the knowledge and the exposure that we need to, for those people to understand, you know, when Dork and the Ninjas is sitting here here, is like, well, my 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 must play, which doesn't come out till June, hopefully, is Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank's a it's a good game. I'm not, I won't dog that, but like to me, <laughs> when you're talking about a system that came out in November of 2020, and we're going to talk about June of 2021, and Ratchet and Clank is that is that game that, that was a must play. You know, and and that's just uh, it's not good enough, Sony. It's just not. When we have no window for God of War, we have no window for Horizon Zero Dawn. We we just we just don't know anything. Um, it, it makes things hard to sit there and comp- like. I, I like the systems, right? I own both, and I and I like what the potential and I see what they're going to try to do with it but it's hard for me to sit here and tell someone go out and buy it for 500 bucks right now.
1: It's a tough sell. It's a tough sell yeah. for sure. Like I've been enjoying diving into the Xbox brand. Like I've had the gaming time of my life over the last four months. It's been really fun, yeah. but I could have had a lot of those experiences on a last generation Xbox. You could. Yeah. Just, yeah. It just wouldn't have been as polished. It wouldn't have been as impressive, but the actual game library, like that's what I've been enjoying the game pass, experiencing that experience, the new ecosystem um the next generations like i'm still waiting for that game to make me feel like i'm experiencing next gen from microsoft and i don't have it yet
2: yeah i mean i could have saved the community a ton of money from from fundraising your system and just giving you one of my xbox one x's and (laughs) and we'd be having the same story right now so I mean sure you you have appreciated the fast loading times and and you've you know there there are there are aspects of the series x that you have enjoyed, so i mean like it's not completely like a wash, but at the same time, if I would have handed you a one x you know how much different would it have been i know I, I it's hard to say it would be that different so. You'd still uh, have other game than pass.
1: Cyberpunk, I know playing Cyberpunk wouldn't to work than anything else. That's true. That's the that's one that. Ne- that's the one. It if, it it's a next gen experience that feels like a last gen experience. But the last gen experience <laughs> feels like it's just dying. So so yeah, I mean that's the closest I could say I have to yeah. you know really flex yeah. on the next gen ability. I mean God, ne- yeah, I played Cyberpunk.
2: The next gen ability that everything. You know <laughs> the reason this all happened and actually Master of Puppets beat me to it, but I mean realistically, the best outcome of giving you a series. Was the fact that you that Butterboy was born, right? So it's 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 actually that whole thing that makes it worth
1: it. Uh not, not the next that, gen tech. The next gen experience for the people is the the somewhat amount of shame when someone asks for my gamer tag. Like my, <laughs> my wife's co-worker, the other designer, he's one of like the lead people at her company. He plays Fortnite with his son, and my wife hits me up and she's like, hey. You know, he wants, uh, you know, he wants your your uh, your Xbox stuff and your your epic stuff. And I was like, all right, well, epic it's dead at night on Xbox. It's Sir Butterboy. I think he listen to the show sometimes. So he probably already knew that. But it was still like every time I tell someone my name is Butterboy, I'm like, ah, I feel so dumb. We <laughs> have a 32 year old man named Butterboy. So there's, there's years of benefit from that.
0: Yeah. Hey, hey, Sir Butterboy, you've been knighted. Yeah. yeah,
1: that's not it on the Xbox.
0: I mean, the good news
2: is, I mean, we've been playing a lot of Fortnite and we've seen a lot of worse <laughs> names than your name. So I think, yeah, you know, you can yeah. you can at least feel somewhat better about
1: that. So. I'm at least passionate about butter. Yeah.
0: So. <laughs> what fundraiser do we have to uh, to to start up to get Grim to change his name to Grim's Hole?
1: Never happened. It's not happening. Never <laughs> happened. Yeah. You can't buy Grim. Yeah. You can't buy What does Grim want? You can't buy Grim.
2: Yeah, that's true yeah <laughs> if if I want something I just go get it okay that that way I don't have to change my name to grimm's hole <clears throat> but uh <laughs> yeah um that that i mean it's a good it, it's definitely a good um topic to look back on right i mean what are we we're looking at almost half a year right we're getting there mm-hmm. it's almost a six month window that we're that we're starting to look back on this and say I like I'll just straight up tell you there's there was a moment where I was like should I take my Series X and my PS5 and just get rid of them because the PS5 I don't use the dual the dual sense controller has not grown on me I it was cool it you know the, the concepts cool but the controller itself has not grown on me it, it is what it is. Um, you know, the, the series X is, is closer to being, to having value to me, you know, when my machines are doing something like crypto mining or whatever, and I want to play Fortnite, I don't have a problem because I just plug my keyboard mouse up and I fire up Fortnite and I play and yeah, it's not as good experience as it is on my PC, but it's not bad either. You know, Hmm. the PS5 doesn't, I don't, I don't do that with my PS5. So like the PS5 definitely has had more thoughts of me going, well, I'll just sell it. And, uh, you know, one day I'll get one again, you know, that, that, that thought has gone through my head. And for someone right now that, I mean, you guys have seen my game wall and, and, and seen the game room and seen the closets and seen all the, you know, the hoarding that is video game gear. I don't get rid of stuff. And yet I looked at this thing, I go, man, you know what? Someone else could really benefit from this thing. And I'm just not. So, um, Yeah, I don't know. You know, we have two Series X in the house and they both get used on a daily basis. The PS5, we have one and it never gets used. And that's just, and that's, again, I'm not saying, I'm not dogging PlayStation. Some people use their PS5 every day and they love it and that's great. I'm talking from me right now i think i think i i was fomo i was the one that was like one well, i need both i want both because it's you know i run a video game podcast and i'm 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 the guy that you know talks about video games left and right so i want a ps5 on my shelf so i when i speak about it i know what i'm talking about and now i'm like yeah you know what i probably could have done without this <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing to
0: talk about <laughs> but uh but no yeah that's just i mean just thought that's been you know uh Rumbling, rolling through my head especially seeing people on uh on facebook and you know fellow gamers but yeah yeah but that's that's uh that's been it for me so i might just hack my ps5 because
2: now people are reporting that you can uh crypto mine with it so maybe i just turn it into a mining machine throw it in oh ba- that came on just throw it in my basement
0: hey did it, they ter- did, the, it uh, did it end up being yep. fake
2: Oh, well, matter of fact
0: matter. I think it was it 3.50 3.49 when we talked about that um, that same evening or the following day it came out that that screen was hacked it was, was faked and it was faked by the same group that posted it just mm. to see what kind of reaction that the community was going to get got it well never mind then maybe I'll just chuck it off the
2: balcony of my house then
0: <laughs> Hey no so TikTok go viral on TikTok and watch me destroy oh. a PS5 you have to yell park world problems when you chuck it off your roof <laughs> yeah
1: Cor- corgi urinates on ps5 oh money, dear money, money, god money. <laughs> but, yeah um I, i've also
2: gotten to that point now where i've n- i've had pcs in my past i've had i've had good pcs in my past but i've never been such a pc gamer as i am today and I'm not going to lie to you guys. I totally understand where snobby-ass PC gamers come from. The, the experience is just better. It is. Like, you. it's just better. Like, there are some aspects of, like, game management and things like that that you don't have, like, a simplistic UI that, that maybe annoys you. But once you get past that, everything is better when it comes to PC gaming. It's insane. I right. I don't know. So for me, like... Because the Series X is so damn close to being a PC, I think that's why it gets a pass for me. But, like, the PS5 already noised the hell out of me with its UI system, and just, like, I'm like, I don't know, like, it's good. It's better than the PS4, that's for sure. But, like, I just don't care. Like, I just don't care. And when Spider-Man comes out and God of War comes out and all these games come out, yeah, I'll play them and I'll have fun. But I don't know. I'm I'm having a hard time falling in love with the hardware right now, and it's... uh, You know, I think it's me hitting, like, another, like, just another layer of of my, like, me as a gamer. Like, I've I've changed a little bit and appreciate different things now. So, because, I mean, you asked me in the first three, four years of last generation, I was PlayStation Slappy. (laughs) I wouldn't talk about anything else. So, yeah, it's but just, the Xbox
1: one was pretty bad back then.
2: It was, but I also played League of Legends back then. So I did have PC, you know, experience, but I just didn't I didn't just go I didn't go all in. Right. And so, yeah. you know, League of Legends was bad then and is bad now. So it's not enough to, <laughs> you to be a PC player. I mean, I don't play anymore. anymore your so you're not wrong. I don't play it anymore. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. There's just there's just uh, something about this generation that like, I, you know, I, I do appreciate them you know, as because I am a collector and I do like having choice, right? I like variation. I like having options, but overall I just, uh, (laughs) I put it even before I put the 3090 in that computer was already a monster. But when, when you have a, uh, top of the line PC and I switch over a, a simple game like Fortnite, you know, uh, and I play it on a PC and then I go play it on the Xbox, there's a big difference. And I'm, st- and I'm noticing it, and, it's, and it, it, it bugs me a little bit. <laughs> so I'm like, man, I think I'm just going to go back and play on PC.
0: <clears throat> Wait a minute. Uh, Butterboy, you said that Xbox was bad back then. No, no, it was great. One word for you, one word. Picture in picture. You're,
1: oh, you're right. You're right. That's a feature. You're, you're, yep. You got me on that one, Miggy Uh, picture-in-picture. It doesn't matter if it's picture-in-picture on a fancy TV in the 1990s or an Xbox from six years ago. I like the feature. I like being able to do two things on one screen.
2: Yeah, but I have four monitors, so I mean, picture and picture doesn't really matter to me. Eh? <laughs> Two PCs and four Listen,
1: monitors, I can have picture and picture and picture and picture if I want. <laughs> Listen, Grim, some people play video games in their living room the way God intended. No, okay, you play okay, on a I TV it,
2: like an idiot. That's okay. what you do, okay? <laughs> okay. Not you everyone's haven't experienced in the center like your PC gaming. A Get on my level. Um, no, but... Uh, now you're jazzying
1: me. You I'm really greater than that. Jazzy,
2: okay? I'm better.
1: I'm on a whole new level.
2: Get on that level. First of all, Jazzy only plays PC. He's a PC master race now. And he says, "Get on my level." That's what yeah. I'm saying. But I'm above that. I'm <laughs> above him. I'm. Not, so you got to go past Jazzy to get to me. Anyways, no one even no no one knows what we're talking <laughs> about. Okay, they forgot who Jazzy is. But he used to be on this show. Um, but uh, J4 came in and did say Microsoft is doing well with blurring the line between console and PC like that. And that's what I was saying. That that is why I think the Series X has. Um, Still has my attention where the PS5 is kind of just it's there, and usually I show a, like a camera when I'm streaming, and people are like, Oh, look at that PS5. And I'm like, Yeah, th- th- it's there. I don't know. Like, <laughs> if I turn it on, it's probably gonna take an hour to update because I have 17 updates because I just don't turn it on. Um, but you know, Microsoft is really trying to. You know, they talked about it. They want Xbox to be a brand. They want the word Xbox to just mean gaming. They don't they don't want the word Xbox to make you think of a rectangle box that's sitting on a shelf in your house. They wanted you to think about gaming on PC, gaming on on console, gaming handheld on a mobile through a game through uh, X cloud, you know, like. They are really trying to do that. And I think I think when we first heard that, we were like, yeah, yeah, right. OK, we'll see, you know, show we don't believe you. It's not going to work. And it is. It's working. They're, you know, once again, they're they are doing a good job of being able to try to create that brand the way that they envision it. So. But obviously, you know, there's a, <laughs> I'm comparing a, you know, what What am I to twenty five hundred dollars PC to a five hundred dollar console. I mean, it's there's a big difference there. So, you know, that that is still the the gap. But I think anybody that's played PC that's, you know, and started to invest into PC um and, and they know they notice it, they they realize it so
1: grim's talking about sailing on a yacht while i'm floating on an inflatable tube from the dollar tree first of all no (laughs) you're not you need to buy the tube from the dollar tree you're on you're in a cardboard box with
2: some with some new some foam noodles that you found in a trash can that were given
1: to you you didn't even so that that's that's what you're on right now it's just styrofoam mcdonald's
0: cups (laughs) keeping me afloat yeah thought you were
1: on a dinghy
2: what anyways anyways <laughs> uh yeah i think current gen whatever you want to call it it's not next gen anymore i mean it's the current gen i think the hype around it is uh you know closing this out um Butterboy nailed it it's it's fomo man people just think they're missing out and i would be if it. i would be interested how many people like we've seen resellers like buy a ps5 and then and then sell it right i want to know how many people have bought this shit and then they're like I want my money, like they just sell it, right? Like how many of these people that are selling stuff, like selling a used PlayStation 5, is because they were just disappointed in it. Like they're just like, there's nothing here for me to care about this box yet. I'll come back when there is. Like me with the Xbox One. I bought the Xbox One, I played Titanfall, and then I looked around and I was like, uh, okay, cool. I don't need this anymore. And then I bought back in again, right? And then and like, and that's what I did. Like back back then, because I I would look at it and I go, the money that's sitting in this box, I could use it for something else. And so, I'm, I'm curious because that, the, the point of there's nothing special to play on these boxes right now uh, is very true.
0: Man, wait till Arc 2 drops.
2: Oh, man. In, <laughs> in, in the chat, well, yeah, Arc 2 is Vin Diesel. Can't wait. Um, Jay for in the chat saying he, he sold his PS5 already. He sold his PS5 used for $700. And he took that extra $200 and he sank it into more PC gear because he knows what's up. Oh, you can't afford a PC? Buy a PS5. Don't open the box. Resell it. Buy a PC. You're welcome.
0: This message does not reflect the views and opinions of, of, of the other co-hosts at GameStop. I mean, at, a, at, a, at, a, at a GameZilla. GameStop? Where, where are we? Did you just have a
1: stroke? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm worried about
2: Miggy. I taste pennies. JJ Cool <laughs> says, more things can go wrong on a yacht than a foam noodle. Mo' money, mo' problems.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right.
2: <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Until it does, I'm having way more fun, so it's all good.
1: <laughs> I'm on the boat. Man, you just
0: hook
2: some
1: styrofoam to a lawn chair and bring out a... A rack of beer and you're fine.
2: <laughs> yeah, master master puppets. Twenty five hundred dollars for my PC is definitely a low a low estimate. I I didn't have t- I started to think about it and then didn't want to like waste create dead air, so I just threw twenty five hundred out. It's more than that since I just spent fifteen hundred on a a GPU for it. So yeah, there's de- you're definitely right. But uh, you know, PC master race. What can I say? Go for it. Buy mm-hmm. two PS fives thousand dollars sell them for twenty four hundred dollars buy yourself a pc there you go you're done that easy you just got to somehow get a hold of ps5
1: because everybody wants them for no apparent reason you know what's (coughs) easier to get a hold of and easier to sell for a similar profit margin (laughs) Math. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right.
0: Where's the button? I'm...
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: Uh, <laughs> you know what? We're over the hour mark, folks. We're gonna have to move on. That's been our uh, that's been our topics for the show. For these topics and much more, please visit gameslilmedia where you can uh, watch all the videos, listen to all the podcasts, and uh, you know enjoy all the content being made from all the groups here at Games Little Media. You can also join the Discord where you can talk to Butterboy about maybe this this business uh, this business plan he has. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure, uh, but you probably want to stick to the PS5 theory
1: and not step one not, buy an abandoned family no, video. No step two cook n- meth in it. No. Step three get someone to sell them. <laughs> no. Oh my god! Moving on, gaming <laughs> moments
2: of the week. Um, I'm afraid to ask Butterboy, so we're gonna start with Player One, Mickey. Gaming moment of the week.
0: Oh, my God. So this week.
2: Oh, hold on. I've Literally. just been told that I've been told the Butterboys hanging out on Michigan Ave a lot. Uh, that, that's probably oh. true from where we're at.
1: Those you. Yeah, that was a that's a different business plan. I'm doing different <laughs> things. Down oh, there. wow. Wow. <laughs> Listen, if it's legal in some states. It could be legal here. That's awesome, oh,
0: man. Um, well, on that note, uh, Michigan yes, is the that, new
1: Nevada. Remember that
0: <laughs> this past week had a lot of a uh, lot of fun. Uh, finished up, finished up. Titanfall 2, thanks to the recommendation from JJ, Uh, had a lot of fun with it, Uh, another game available on Game Pass, and I was getting really upset playing it because of uh, EA's incompetence in releasing it, how they sandwiched it between two banger of a title, of titles, so this game got overlooked and forgotten. Um, but I had a lot of fun. I struggled at the very end, or like the, I think the third chapter from the end, we had to fight this guy. I think his name is Viper or something. Like, there's no reason why I, I a ground type titan, should be fighting a titan that's flying around the air, zip zooming on Gundam type levels. There's no way. And I died at least 30 times in a row on stream. Like every time I died, I would lose a viewer. Every time I died, lose a viewer. Twenty nine. I was just just me and uh me and uh one other one other viewer. And I said, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. I'm putting this away before I break the controller. And I don't want to break the controller because I've never raged that that bad. And things cost money, so I quit. I said good night, everybody. Thanks for t- love you. Turned it off. Took the headphones out. And I was going to turn it again. I said one more time. No audio. Nothing. I just went for it, tried to get this goon one more time, and uh wasn't even trying. Like I was taking hits, eating bullets and everything, and I just said, you know what? If this happens, it happens. And lo and behold, I beat him off stream first time. And I just said, Okay, I can go to bed happy now. <laughs> but um yeah, we finished that. That was a lot of fun. It was really tearjerker coming to end. Uh, if you haven't played it, I recommend playing it. And then uh, just uh, the whipped cream on top was a uh, more Fortnite. I got my dad addicted to singing the Butter Barn, so he's now probably torturing my mom at this present moment in time. So I should probably be expecting a phone call after the uh, the podcast. So yeah. I mean, That's the butter. Been of the, week.
2: the butter bar and jingle is now on my wife's phone, so it's 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 left the game now and, tr- and yes. I'm, I'm, Oh my
0: have, god, it happens. Have it, you listened to the boss name? The what? The there's the, uh, it was in the store. I want to say either yesterday or day before, but there was it was a in boss. The, the the track was called in boss. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. The yeah, yeah. beat yeah. is dope. It's fire. And then when yeah, they come in with the verse, but it's not butter. Ew, bar, <laughs> It's
2: not Butter Barn, though. I mean, come on.
0: It's not, but it's uh, like why I bought it.
2: JJB cool says I've been singing that Butterbarn song all weekend. Yeah. Thanks to Jade. There you go. Yep, yeah, she's she has she has destroyed us all with that with that music. It was supposed to like I forgot who was it that said this comment, but when you know obviously the Butterbarn Cakes, all the stuff. I was like, this was created for Butterboy. It was created for our friend here on the podcast, yep. used to be known as the Dead Eye Knight, recreated in the form of this of this character. And someone said. To me, they go, Yeah, but you know what? When I hear the music and when I think about it, it's just, it, I just think of Jade now. <laughs> that's how much, that's how much she just like won't stop. Like it's just become part of her. So, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, she just got her brand new Bronco today. We took it for the very first ride around the neighborhood and she played the Butter Bar music. The, uh, <laughs> to te- it's
1: perfect Bronco music <laughs> to test that's out.
2: Perfect. To test that's out. Honestly,
1: I think. <laughs> I think that's what
2: OJ was listening to in his Bronco. <laughs> yeah, just you know, we had to test out the sound system, and that's that's what that's what happened. So, there you have it, folks. Anyways, um, <laughs> the one thing I wanted to say about Titanfall Two is, yes, I think the I think EA didn't believe in the project, and and that's why they gave it a, a you know a piss poor window because of because of the the reception of Titanfall One. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think they were worried that. No matter how good Titanfall Two could be, it's a sequel to something that already, you know, has had. uh, Not that it's the worst game ever made, but it had a lot of uh, negative negative press, you know, against it. They didn't want to give it a top tier window, and so because of it, it did hurt that game. And it's unfortunate because that game actually was really, really good. So, um, yeah, that's it, it. Is it is a letdown for sure. All right, Butterboy, I don't know why I'm doing this, but what, what do you got for me?
1: Game over of the week. So I went to CVS and I bought all the cough medicine they have, all the ant. All right, where's the mute button? Where's the, let me mute them real quick. Uh. Good God, man. Uh, no. So after, after months of begging the guys from The Legend of Retro to do a community playthrough of a game that, isn't a JRPG that is a game that, I don't know, normal people like playing. <laughs> they finally did it. Link to the Past Community Playthrough for the Legend of Retro community. So I had to get in on it. Uh, so I've been I've been going through trying to play uh, playthrough Link to the Past, which is a game. I've wanted to do a playthrough for a while because I've never actually beaten the game. I always get like somewhere into the dark world and then lose interest and stop playing it. <laughs> so... I'm hoping I can push through. I already have major concerns in the timing of this because they launched a community playthrough late last week. New Fortnite season starts tomorrow. I'm a Fortnite guy now. So um, maybe maybe, maybe this whole Zelda thing uh, ends before even a week's time. Maybe I did not even make it a week's time. But I, I begged the Legend of Retro guys to do this, and the community vote. It was one of the Games Up community voted for. I had to get in on it. Uh, I just might not be able to see it through because uh, I'm a Fortnite guy. So, I, I'm, you know, I, I I have to acknowledge that before I'm overly disappointed that I fail to meet it. I mean, the, there's a lot to achieve. The, you know, they set out the week like, hey, here's your schedule for the week. It's like beat a, a, a chunk of the game every single day. And I'm like, oh, man, like ah, like I'm trying to be in queue and I'm trying to get through the dungeon and then I'm dropping in and then I'm forgetting where I was in the dungeon. Like, it's ju- it's just too much. My brain's going to split apart just like. The zero point is splitting apart the island. And uh, <laughs> what game was I talking about? It's just Fortnite. Fortnite, Fortnite, Fortnite. Yeah, Fortnite, Fortnite, Fortnite. Yeah, yeah, I think Ninten- so yeah.
2: I think you're just saying that you hope Nintendo and Epic come together and, and we have the, you know, have an event that includes Nintendo. Fortnite takes to the dark world yeah, and then I can achieve know, both Link, things at Link with an AR in his hand. I mean, what could go wrong with that?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so proud! I'm so proud of making those Fortnite references. It's it's just it's,
2: it's just disgusting. Weird. I mean, it's disgusting, and I love it at the same time. But I realize how bad I realize how bad it's gotten, you guys. <laughs> like I realize how bad it's gotten when when I listen to these guys talk. I listen to my wife, and my wife's like, "It's seven p.m. We gotta sign on and see what's in the shop." That's what she sounds like now, too. It's
1: weird. I don't know. (laughs) It's really really tough when you realize, Grim, that you sent one of your good friends down a path where he is now making methamphetamine to buy V-Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, you gave me the meth and I was like, well, what can I do to send him down a similar path, you know?
1: (laughs) But... (laughs) Wow. Yeah, hey, i was hey, like damn that's meth? some good meth it's how can i get bucks. hooked on Fortnite? <laughs> it's 50 bucks or you could just give me like 40 dollars worth of v bucks like that's cool you get the discount, discount
2: baby yeah 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 you know back in the day when bitcoin was cheap it's like hey just pay me with a bitcoin you know now you look at it you go damn uh anyways that uh <laughs> that is <laughs> that, yeah very very good point it transitions me to uh you you have no idea what my gaming moment of the week is um it has to do with fortnite a game we haven't talked about at all yet um it's kind of an indie game that no one has really played but uh it's fun and i played in my first ever official sanctioned tournament i hand selected my team because I knew that I was going to need to be carried hard knowing that the competitive scene of Fortnite is very different than what I you know the world I live in in Fortnite where I think I'm like hey you know what I'm getting better I, I'm complete garbage in
1: in uh, tournament level so we get in oh yeah Grim sorry again I have to publicly apologize for turning down your request to carry yeah. you in Fortnite yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry were, I know you, that was your first pick and I'm yeah, sorry
2: yeah. that was a ghost <laughs> pick it wasn't real um, it was just so that your feelings weren't hurt because there's <laughs> (laughs) no way in hell i'd bring you into a tournament um but um yeah no so i i i I selected uh maroon uh elmo and vertigo a group of people that uh hang out in my stream a lot and have been the ones that have actually helped me kind of get back into fortnite and also uh start to learn and improve on keyboard mouse input for the game and so you know we all we we got in we we started playing early we did some warm ups and that's when they are like "All right, what position are you playing I'm like what the fuck do you what what do you mean what do you mean position they're like well are you support fragger um you know I'm like I'm like what and then, then they send me something they send me this image in discord they're like here you go this is like the meta of competitive Fortnite. And, I was, and like literally they have positions and then based on positions, what items should be in your inventory and what your what your responsibilities are within the game. And I was like, wow, um, this actually makes a lot of sense and probably should be used all the time. But um, so I ran I ran support because I knew I wasn't going to be, uh, you know, lasering people and being able to edit and build like like most of them. And it was a lot of fun, though. I had a lot of fun. We finished in the top thirty-four percent of the um, of the tournament, which put us around 6,500 6, like positioning, like around around six yeah six thousand five hundred placement. Um, but with one hundred and fifteen points, and so how a tournament works, you get ten matches. You basically um, kills count as points. Placement gives you points, and you just try to generate as many points as you can within those ten matches. And the cutoff was 150 teams. Again, we were 6,500, uh, but 150 teams make the cut to the second round. The cool news was we only missed our cut by like 45 points. So when you think of the fact that you can generate, uh, you know, uh, 30 30 plus points in, in one game, if you have a really good game, we knew that for our first tournament, we should be very proud that we had triple digits uh, and that, you know, we had consistency for the most part out of our 10 games we only had two games that were that i would consider poor um so yeah i mean for me i had a lot of fun i learned a lot and uh some of that even i have transitioned into how i play the game outside of competitive just to kind of keep the habits forming and and some of the techniques um you know so that i don't get rusty before i you know we try this again but yeah it was a it was fun um I'll do it again for sure. Uh, this was a squad tournament, which I liked. It was the Epic Whale Cup, and it was on NA West, so I did have to go to the NA West server, which then my ping was not not uh, the greatest. So I'd love to see something come to NA East that I can participate in. But yeah, that was my gaming moment of the week. Was that uh it was really cool? Well,
0: let's I, try playing like that. A, <laughs> a new know, experience.
2: Yeah. I mean, they have things every week that are like competitive scenes, you know, cash cups and um, Friday. Um, God, I forgot what they call them, but anyways. bragging
1: rights or something. Yeah, bragging like that. rights. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah.
2: So I mean, there's always stuff that you can, you can get involved in, but um, yeah, it was it was uh, it was very cool, and I look forward to it again. The the I people tried pulling me into like a duos one like the very next day, and I was like, listen, man no one wants me <laughs> like when there's four people, three people could have a chance to carry one person when it's two. And one of them is me. You don't want me as your duo. Like that's just, that's, I'm just trying to be honest, you know, like I know you guys see me stream this game every night and I, and I, I have some good moments, but like, it's not competitive, you know, it's, it's just so different. Um, but I hope that, I hope that, One day I can feel a little more like where I would go into a duo, you know, uh, and feel like I could actually do something.
1: While you were playing your tournament, Jade and I were playing just just running Butter Barn tricks up and down the island. Mm -hmm. And the, the whole duos thing. Also, super true and casuals when you're me and Jade, and we were just getting destroyed because <laughs> neither of us are great. And then I was like, I was like, hey, hey, let me text Miggy and see what me <laughs> and <laughs> doing. And Miggy got in. And it was like felt like we were having a little, little more success as a trio. Like Jade and I were obviously just having fun because we didn't care if we died at mm-hmm. our drop or not. Uh, but I felt like there was a little, little more uh, cushion when we got got Miggy in there to have a little more ability and experience with
0: us. I bring in the cushion wherever I go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say mm-hmm. a, a secondary like
2: gaming moment for for this week was I got to watch um I was just hanging out on the couch and I was watching Jade play some some rounds uh solo and I'm seeing like just like just like how I feel like there's been there's been improvement in my game I'm like seeing her do stuff that I'm like holy hell you know, A, I never thought she'd play this game ever again. And the fact that she's enjoying it and the fact that she's like getting better is uh is really cool. It's cool to see. I'm glad people are really enjoying it. I, I know Snow Foxy TV finished her battle pass. You know, so many people that uh, I gifted the battle pass to finished the battle pass and so I um you know, I'm really happy people are enjoying it because I'm enjoying it and I don't you know I wanted to uh I wanna keep having fun. We haven't I haven't had a game like this in a while where I feel like there's been this much excitement around it. Like Warzone is fun and I liked playing it, but there wasn't like the, this is like a whole nother level of excitement. I mean, we're get we're going into a new season. We're excited about what's going to happen. We're excited to see the new battle pass. What are the new skin characters? Mancakes was super cool. So what's the next goofy character they're going to announce? You know, like, on top of the fact that we're just having fun playing games, you know, from the stories of Butterboy and I just driving around and, and and having complete chaos trying to like get quests done to actually getting wins to you know, like it just it didn't matter what was happening. We're just having a good time. And that's uh I think why I've been playing so much Fortnite is it's just been fun and and you know at the end of the day when when you're done with your with our day jobs and you know we've had stressful days and stuff like that, the last thing I want to do is get into a game that's going to piss me off and and make put me in a bad mood so that I can then go to bed and give up to go back to work so
0: mm-hmm.
2: cool well, those are our gaming moments of the week. We want to hear what you are up to what are your gaming moments of the week what are some of your achievements that you've had recently join the discord come talk with us in the games old podcast server and uh, and channel and uh, you know just uh, let us know what have you been up to maybe maybe you were gaming with us and you want to talk about the uh, you know an amazing moment you had or uh, or something else you know what games have you beat recently and, and all that fun stuff we want to hear from you.
1: Uh, I'm going to hand it back over to Butterboy. We're going to thank our patrons one more time as we wrap this show up. Yeah, a big thank you to everyone who supports us, patreoncom slash media. That's obviously a thank you from us as well as the guys on Legend of Retro, Noobs and Dragons, and the Last Action Podcast. Your support on Patreon keeps all these shows up and running at GamesillaMedia.com, and it means an immense amount to us. So we thank you for your support. We thank you for your patronage, and we just. uh, Hope you continue to enjoy all the fun stuff that we're doing here at GameZilla Media. Yeah.
2: Yep. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out on episode 351 of the GameZilla podcast. Remember, we are your elite free DLC for all your gaming entertainment. And until
1: next time, game on. Game on. Game on. Game on.